0: Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. I sat down with David Hall, uh, who very candidly spoke about his life, uh, his family, and events that uh, really changed how he sees himself and the world at large. And um, there are instances in this in interview uh, where he speaks of P.O.S. That's how he refers to um, uh, somebody in this conversation. I don't want to give too much away. I, I don't like to do that. Um, needless to say, P.O.S. stands for piece of shit, just so you know. Um, and, yeah. Uh, there are, We talk about some pretty heavy-duty things. I just want to put it out there. If you or someone you know needs help is in a domestic violence situation um resources and help can be found by calling 1-800-799-SAFE that's 1-800-799-7233 as always i have a ton of links and resources at heyhumanpodcast.com the conversation he and i have um he's a very successful music engineer we start there we move through discussing uh how he navigated his own relationship And then his relationship uh, uh, with drugs and alcohol and then sobriety and also uh, then moving on to his family and his his children. Um, Most specifically his daughter and a relationship that she was in and all of the chaos around that. So it's a really fascinating story and I think unfortunately it's a not uncommon story. Um, yeah, so that being said, um, please feel free to email me, Susan at HeyHumanPodcast.com. Uh, subscribe to Hey Human on iTunes, rate and review. Um, yeah, just keep spreading the word. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you wish to support Hey Human, uh, please go to the Amazon portal on the HeyHumanPodcast.com website and shop Amazon as you normally would and it helps support Hey Human, and I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening, and here we go. Hi, David Hall.
1: Hi, Susan Ruth.
0: <laughs> Thanks for being on Hey Human. Thank you. It's, it's really good to see you.
1: Um, When was it, about two years ago that we saw each other at Crema?
0: Yeah, I think we had coffee a couple of years ago, and then... Um, we haven't really seen each other since. I guess. I mean, we've stayed in contact on the social medias, as people do. But um, but I've known you, I mean, I would say since 2006.
1: Is that when it is? No, oh,
0: wait. No, no, 2007, probably. Where are you from? Originally, Seattle or up in space. <laughs> wow. <laughs> part alien, part immortal. That's me.
1: I always just see you as, a, for some reason, a Midwest... Oh. Right there in the heartland.
0: Seattle spot. Seattle girl.
1: Funny that we are coming kind of full circle. Full circle.
0: Well, that hopefully that doesn't mean it's the end. No, but yeah, but
1: but you know, like the reason why it's it's funny to me is we just lost Laurie White. Yes. And I remember an incident out at the holler where it was your dog, wasn't it?
0: Mikey got Mikey. attacked by her nannys that her and Chuck, the nanny's dog leapt out of the nanny's car, ran down the hill, shoved me out of the way, jumped in the car and just tore Mikey to shreds. That was probably the single most terrifying moment of my life. Boy howdy. That was a crazy and Chuck and Laurie were great about it and and gracious and wonderful. I'm sure they were scared to death, as were everybody was. Yeah. And Mikey, you know, lived to see another day. Yep. But man, what a terrifying Terrifying moment! I was punching that dog in the face, trying to get her to let go of Mikey. Yeah, I nearly broke my hand. They x-rayed it, and it. What I, kind of
1: dog was it? It was in a it pit
0: bull right? mix, but I don't want to be disparaging against yeah. pit bulls because I've I've met some lovely pit bulls and they do get a bad rap. But I think this dog perhaps may have tasted blood before.
1: And it was a strong dog. Very whether, strong. Whether whether or not it's a pit bull, it took, it's all those a strong people dog. That
0: pull, remember, she had latched onto my this. I almost lost. I saw the scar. That's right. I had almost lost my hand. She um she latched down, and I have the ring still that. I would have lost my finger had I not had this big ring, and there's teeth marks in it. Wow, I disfigured she, it. Yeah, and then she bit down on my arm, and I couldn't, because they locked their jaws, and I couldn't, and as you guys were all running down the hill to detach the dog from me, um, all I could think about, I don't know why this crossed my mind in the moment. I was in total just like save Mikey mode, but I all I could think of was sharks, and how <laughs> you're supposed to punch sharks, so I just punched as hard as I could, and it hit her right in the perfect place, and she got, and it made oh. her open her mouth. And right as you all got there, and it took a bunch of you to pull her off of me. God, it yeah. was so crazy. What a crazy! It's a moment. defining
1: moment for whenever I think of you. I, I always go back to that. That, and there's a lot of other things that we've been involved in, but that was one of those that it's intense. I just remember it, it's vivid. Yeah. It's very vivid, and so kind of coming full circle to. Um, to losing Laurie
0: it was a beautiful ceremony it was at one moment um, I could feel her so much I just felt her and it was a very it was one of those memorials where you know you laugh and you cry and you laugh and you cry but mostly you cry and uh, I could feel her and I looked up and I swear I saw her looking over the balcony hmm. smiling I could just it just seemed so vivid in my mind it was it was cool
1: I'd lost contact with Lauren and, and Chuck uh, for a while there I was doing stuff at their studio and um, and then just how life happened. Yeah. Um,
0: Especially in Nashville.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, and so when I when I saw that with that announcement that she is she went she quickly. was in hospice.
0: Yeah. She from bad to worse rather rapidly.
1: Yeah.
0: Unfortunately. Yeah. What a lovely woman. Just yeah. full of all things good.
1: And talented all the way around. Oh, ridiculous. Not just a great artist. Yeah. Not just a great So anyone
0: artist. listening, Laurie White, go uh
1: L A R I. Yeah,
0: L A R I White W H I T E she a powerhouse actress, singer, producer, engineer, um, mom, yeah wife, you know, all the all the things she was And awesome.
1: equally strong on all of those all fronts. Yeah.
0: She was about Two feet tall and weighed about three pounds and was... You would have thought she was a thousand pounds Mm -hmm. and ten feet tall. She
1: did command uh, your attention.
0: Beautiful, green, sparkly eyes. That's right. Yeah. And a big old smile. Mm -hmm. At the end of um, the movie *Castaway*, which lots of people have seen that movie with Tom Hanks, she's the redhead that gets out of the truck that helps him with directions at the very end of the movie. Yeah.
1: Was that the only... Role. Scene she's in? Seen, scene that she's in. It's had.
0: not the only role she's ever had. Was, I think that was the only uh, role. That was the scene that she's in in the movie. And that's but it's kind such of a her... major moment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because that was a big movie. It I think. Castaway, I think. It's a huge movie. Yeah. won
0: lots of Oscars and things. And
1: Oh, I'm thinking of Sesame Street. Yeah. So
0: you're thinking of Sesame Street? Sesame Street. Street. Also a very good show.
1: I've got nothing. If you can see me right now, I'll show i shake my head. I
0: don't think Larry was on Sesame Street, although she's small enough to have been a Muppet, for sure.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Laurie. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly.
0: <laughs> An alleged Muppet. I think I just said Muppet, but I meant Muppet. Whatever. A it's Muppet. all good here. Yeah. We're among friends.
1: I guess. Well,
0: yeah. you, you've you had a... In general, you've had a fascinating life. You're a, a very... uh a, important figure in town very well known as an engineer and uh music person that you've been at the board for i mean as long as i've known you you've mm. been at the board um and i've been a part of a lot of big things in the world of music and you're also a you're sober yep. a recovering addict and uh you've done your research well i've just known you a long time but um, but the last couple of, so why we're here to talk is to talk about your last couple of years, which have been pretty insane. Um,
1: kind of have to, to address, thank you for um, for acknowledging that. Uh, I've been here, here in Nashville since 1988.
0: You don't look any different than when I first met you. Like, your face has not changed at all. You've got a little gray in the paint. Yeah, well, I agree. But that's it. You look the same.
1: I've been here since 88, and... Um, I went to Belmont I came here to go to to school and um school was never a big thing for me I came here for the music and the proximity of Belmont to Music Row Mm -hmm. um and so I did just enough to stay at Belmont my grades were just enough there because I was already um finding a studio to intern for uh Entered for a, a guy named Doug Serrett for a couple of years, about a year and a half. And so I was, I knew what I wanted to do since I was 13. And so coming here was just another extension of, of what needed to be done next. Um, and right place, right time. Yeah. Every single, throughout all of that, that um, early stage of, of my career, I'd go and hang out at a, a studio at their... Um, at their receptionist desk and I befriended all the receptionists Uh, being an independent assistant um, I was always ready for that last minute phone call Mm -hmm. so at Belmont I carried a cell phone this is 80 how big was that cell phone? (laughs) it was big man it was it wasn't a Motorola brick it was an oaky brick but it's similar you know it was that clunk just (laughs) and and an antenna that went yeah and,
0: Military
1: grade. Yep, yep. And and <laughs> I was kind of the anomaly because it cost a lot of money to have a cell phone back then. It was the early stages of it, mm-hmm. and but I justified it by if if I could get one job a month, it would pay for that phone. And so the that would be like a last minute phone call because I didn't have a clientele list. It, I was a student mm-hmm. first and foremost, um, and it it just always worked out. I'd always I'd be in like class. And my phone would, would it vibrate?
0: No, I doubt it. It was just off or on. Yeah, I don't think it vibrated back
1: then. No, that's right. It was silent or on. Yeah. And so I looked down and, and my phone would ring and, and I would excuse myself out of class. Yeah. Because really the only people who had that number was um, was clients. At Belmont, my second semester senior year, um, I was out at the um, the mall in Bellevue, because it was the, it was the mall, and I was shopping, um, and there was a guy on the other side of the table. I think it was shirts, and I had placed my cell phone on top of the shirts, and I was just kind of thumbing through, and just that casual, hey, how's it going, kind of thing. Looking across the table, he he goes, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. You look real young. Thanks. Why do you have a cell phone? Uh, my name is David, and I am a freelance assistant engineer. And went on to tell him what I just told you about having, just being available and having that as a, as a tool. And made a little bit more small talk. And I left to go check out. And when, he, when I went to go check out, he came back around, and he introduced himself. Hi. Um, by the way, my name is Mervyn Warren. And I was in a band called Take Six. Oh, and hi. I went, oh, I remember Take Six. Nice to meet you. Um, he goes, I'm working on a record right now at Quad. And my engineer, his name is Tony Shepard. Um, there's a chance that I'm going to be working on a big record in the next six months or so. And I, I'd love for you to come over and meet Tony. Um, and I introduce you to Tony. I, I like your I like your personality. Um, and if it, if it works, you know, i would love to have you involved on this record. Sure. Well, I had worked at quad on staff for about 14 or 15 months and I had quit over there, but I, I quit with good, um, relation. Mm. I didn't burn that bridge. Mm. And, um, and so I said, yeah, I know where quad is. I'll, I'll come over in the next couple of days. So I did. I, um, a couple days later, I stop in, meet Tony, and they were working on a Chris Willis record for Warner Brothers. I don't know why I know that. Um, introduced, I hung out for about an hour or so, and then nothing. Three months later, I get a phone call from Mervyn's Holly. All these names are coming. Uh, Holly called me, who was his production assistant, and said... Um, Hey, Mervyn told me he met you, and he's about to start this record. Still no knowledge of what this record was, but um, it was always always kind of talked about, like, oh, you know, that record. Um, and want to see what your availability is starting this date. Oh, let me check my count. Yep, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when she went on to tell me that Mervyn was going to be producing this record with Quincy Jones. What? And it was Handel's Messiah, a Soulful Celebration, which was a black version, a gospel version of Handel's Messiah. Sure. And, um, and I had, I had been in the studios long enough to have that kind of studio etiquette etiquette of, of hold your, (laughs) hold your applause, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, keep it inside. Yeah. No one to hold them. No one to fold them. Yeah. Just
1: be professional about it. And, and, um, so get off the phone. And I'm like, holy balls, Balls, Quincy Jones. So, um, for the Quincy for the uh, Handel's Messiah record, I had a ten year goal when I moved here in 1988 to be in LA, Hmm. and in 90, and we were doing a lot of of trips to LA to record um, either artists or the big pinnacle part of the record is the Hallelujah Chorus.
0: Oh, the Messiah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so for that, one of the reasons why they had Quincy was We Are The World. Mm-hmm. We Are The World was the big, big ensemble. ensemble. So yeah. we had the same studio, A&M mm-hmm. Studios, um, same Bleachers, Risers, Quincy in the middle conducting them. He did it here for this genre and he recreated it here for this record. Mm-hmm. We were there doing the, the choir the day before the um, the judgment came down on the Rodney King uh, mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. I was there. We were there recording the week of the riots and got stuck in L.A. for three days. Uh, couldn't get out because the city was burning. And it, it's just it's this interesting footnote to kind of my career it's just an interesting one it, it definitely stopped my 10 year goal um, watching watching just the crime and, and just ugh, the yuckiness we had done the choir the day before the verdict that was um, when the cop got exonerated acquitted, yeah. or acquitted yeah acquitted, yeah, yeah. acquitted.
0: it's not exonerated and, and never that's
1: what sparked everything was this white cop in a white courtroom yeah. and white, white, white and and there was no
0: justice since
1: there was no justice.
0: Sure.
1: So we did the, the choir the day before the uh, the acquittal. The next day, the day of the riots, we had a brass section later in the afternoon. And that morning Mervyn needed to get his hair cut. And he had two places that he liked to get his hair done, here in Nashville and out there in LA. And so I was he asked me if I would drive him down to get his haircut. Yeah, no problem. So we're going down La Cienega. We get lost. And so we pull over and I pull up. Hey, I've got a cell phone, <laughs> open it up. Uh, hey, we're at this intersection um, and we're lost. Can you tell us how to get in? And the lady on the other line said, ooh, <laughs> you're, you're close, so come on in, but be careful because they're riding, riding down here. Okay, it's a sunny day, it's beautiful. So get back in the car, or not, get get back on the road and um, turn in. And we're now in kind of Compton area and pull up in front of the, the shop, get out. Doors were locked, went and knocked on the door. Hey, we're here. Come on in. They locked the door behind us. And I went over and found a corner chair and just sat in, and just was watching TV. Um, and boom, instantly cut in from whatever was Prices is Right or whatever, it was a local broadcast. It was breaking news, and it was the helicopter flights uh, all over the city, just kind of showing all oh, different yeah. little pockets that were erupting. And they they cut to the intersection where was it Reginald Denny? Was he the truck driver that got pulled out of his his dump truck? They they cut to that that intersection, and they're filming the the uh, helicopters, filming him getting pulled out. And people starting to stomp him. Somebody going into the cabin getting his fire hydrant and throwing it on his head. Mm. And, and I remember one of the girls was sitting there cutting and she goes, Ooh, that's just a block and a half away from here. And I got real emotional. Um, I knew I was safe. And I didn't, it was just this rush of just emotions of, of watching it knowing that it was within proximity and then with her saying, Hey, that's just right there.
0: Yeah, it's really it's fascinating too. If you look at any type of thing where a a person of a minority, a person of color is involved in this sort of melee, um, then it's a riot, it's destructive, it's horrifying, it's terrible. And then look over here after the Super Bowl. And white people were turning over cars, mm-hmm. lighting things on fire, getting into fights, like all that. And that's just oh, that's just joyful celebration. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. You it, can't have both ways. No, they're either both riots or they're both conversations yeah. about something. Yep. Um. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's frustrating that that there's blind spot. When it comes to that, mm-hmm. you know, it just, that frustrates me.
1: Yep. But that's
0: uh, why people march, I guess, so that the blind spot gets lifted so I, that the conversation. Is, and there's core is, people
1: that want their voice to be heard.
0: And deserve to be heard. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. And they, they, at that point can get the recognition to, to, to have their leaders uh, listen to them mm-hmm. and hopefully change things
0: they need every everybody needs to vote and that especially includes people that feel the most marginalized that's people of color that's people impoverished Um, it's people that don't feel like they're part of the system Um, they are constantly being made to feel like they're not part of the system and that their voice doesn't matter but see the powers that be count on that Mm. so in my humble opinion they need to, to you know, get out there and get voting to change the to change so that the people in power are actually listening. Yeah. So they become the people in power are people of color. The people in power are people who maybe were raised up poor. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um the for the people, by the people, it's not and it needs to be. I mean that's again, me in the Pollyanna moment. But it is frustrating. I think it's getting better. I think people are seeing that. I've seen this rash of of people who want um, who are trying to get elected you know who are now campaigning to be elected that are maybe on the more fringe or you know we have our first transgender ma- uh, mayor. We have a you know there's like mm-hmm. all this stuff that's happening and it's wonderful. But um, at the
1: end of the day, it's politics. I really do believe they go in with this. Pureness of I'm gonna change the system. I think
0: some do, and I think it does get tarnished along the way because money is a has a powerful aphrodisiac. And as we all know, the saying is there for a reason absolute power corrupts absolutely.
1: Right now, Susan's looking at me with longingly with, with longing beautiful eyes because uh. she knows how rich I am. <laughs> it's the aphrodisiac. It's rich
0: rich in spirit. Why am I turning
1: to the microphone to say this?
0: <laughs> rich in spirit. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, we could talk about that stuff forever. So, okay, so you kept moving through your... Yep,
1: kept moving through the career. That was kind of the... That was a foundational spot for me, so I kind of needed to to establish that. When did you
0: get sober?
1: Um,
0: Somewhere in there?
1: So I got married, and I had a little drug problem going into our marriage, and also had... The reason why I had that drug problem is I had a big secret that I was really hiding from everybody. Um, And... It was a year before I got married. I spent four months in Memphis working on a Screaming Cheetah Willie's record. And during those four months, I came home twice. hadn't We weren't married. But wait, we were, wait, I'm sorry. Was yep. Screaming uh-huh.
0: Cheetah Willie's record the big secret? No. Okay. <laughs> that's the way you said that. I thought, wow. I mean, well,
1: that's a four-month secret. That's a big secret. How did nobody ever see this one? <laughs> um, I was there for, for four months. I came home twice. Terry and I weren't married, but we were living together. We were committed. Um, And during this time in Memphis, I just fell in with the band and fell into that lifestyle and um, hooked up with a a lady who was there. And all good. And then came home, assimilated back into home life. And I get a phone call um, and I'm sitting down eating with, Terry, and my daughter, Tori. And it's the studio manager at Arden. And, hey, Susan, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. Hey, do you have a second? Yep. Um, I need to send you... There's a letter that's been sitting on our desk for a couple of weeks, and we it was to somebody, but a name that nobody here... We don't know who this is. So one day I opened it up, and I'm reading it, and it says... It's to a Dave Thomas, and I'm reading through it, and I'm going, oh, oh, this sounds, everything sounds like it's David Hall. Hmm, maybe it is. Let me let me just reach out to you. Reached out to me. It was Dave Thomas because it was easy when you're drunk to remember your first name. Thomas was just literally pulled out of the sky. Find out that it's Dave Thomas is also the owner of Wendy's.
0: I was just going to say, that's the owner of Wendy's. Yeah.
1: There was no reference point.
0: So this, so in other words, when you were wasted, you told this girl your name was Dave Thomas.
1: Absolutely. I got it. But I only have to tell her Dave Thomas once or twice. That's right. At that point, I'm Dave.
0: Okay. Okay. And how old is your daughter at this point?
1: She is four, Four. three or four.
0: Okay. So you were already, you weren't married yet. You weren't married. married. But you had a child.
1: And had you a were child. and
0: okay, got it. I had I'm a just child catching up with all the yep. numbers here. Yep.
1: And so I get this this uh, call from Susan and I said, Yeah, just not me. No. <laughs> no.
0: Different Susan. Yep.
1: Uh, we wouldn't be There's only this.
0: like four of us. So. <laughs> I thought there was five. Maybe five. Yeah,
1: anyway. Um, I said, Yeah, just uh, she wanted to send me the, the letter. I said, Yeah, here's my address. She goes, is there a is there maybe a, a more private
0: uh oh <laughs>
1: address? And I said, yeah, you can send it over to Master Phonics. And I gave her the address. And, um, And that's really it. So we end the phone call. I now have to go back and sit and process this half information. And so for the next couple of days while I'm waiting for this letter, all I could think about was, all right, I have AIDS. I have some sexually transmitted disease, whatever. Just something pretty bad. Pregnancy was not on that list at all. Part of it was because of the, the girl I was... I'll let you figure out how you want no, to address. Yeah. She was a stripper. Okay. And, um, that's okay. People and she's not now. Okay. Um, but with that mentality of, oh, she's a stripper, well, she's, she's definitely got protection and and, and and... And so that was not even thought about. <laughs> So a couple of days later, I get this letter and I'm, I've worked myself up into just this anxiety. Yeah. I get it, take it over to the back uh, area and I open it and it was a Dear John letter. Hey, um, I don't want anything from you. I just need to let you know that this has happened and um, and that's it.
0: And this was pregnancy. This
1: was pregnancy. and And she wasn't wanting anything. She just needed to let me know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had dabbled in drugs a bit in college, but it wasn't this big focal point. And I'd always heard, don't get involved with cocaine. It is horrible. It is the most amazingly horrible drug out there. And I found a, uh, a night guy at the studio and I went and I knew he smoked pot and, and, um, and I, and I went directly to him and i said hey can you get me some cocaine 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 do don't we, do it do not do it do we you know what <laughs> it makes right. it makes all your happiness happy <laughs> and um and i did it because because i just wanted to check out yeah and i didn't really know how it would affect me although all i knew was that Thankfully, somebody didn't tell me heroin because I probably would have gone there. I just didn't want to feel, mm-hmm. and so that started. Um, that started a eight year. That started an eight year run.
0: Expensive habit, too. It do. was.
1: It was real expensive. Um,
0: did Terry catch on? She did. And did you tell her you were pregnant? No.
1: Okay. Heck no. Heck no. Um, I uh, I got caught before we got married. I had working as an assistant, you're working till two, three in the morning all the time. And then you're coming in to so your first and last out. So nine AM till two A.M. consistently. And we were working two, three months on, maybe two days off, three or four months on. And so it was just stupid hundred hour, eighty hundred hour weeks. Um and so I had come home and thrown my jeans into the dirty pile couple days later terry wakes me up and she's got what's this and she had found a one of the a glass file mm. that i had forgot to take it out of my pocket and i was able to tell her that i'm just working a lot of hours and i'm tired of of drinking coffee somebody suggested this i'm sorry it's a mistake it never happened again she accepted that and then Something else happened, I don't remember what it was, but something else happened where I showed my hand and I said, I'll, I'll go get help. And so I started going to Cocaine cocaine Anonymous. And um, it literally was just to kind of appease the, the situation.
0: Had you quit?
1: Uh, no, but I didn't have a big problem yet. It was a problem, but it, it hadn't fully developed. So you were
0: going to N.A. while doing cocaine? Yeah. It's really a- step thirteen. They don't yeah, that.
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> step um, zero. <laughs> oh, well, that that'll come into play here in a second because um, I we got married in March, and I was able to kind of hide it better. Mm. Um, got married in March, and then August, another I screwed up again, and Terry had she was putting it together like uh, a year long cold. Bad allergies, checks that are missing. I would run home at at lunchtime. I would I would go from Music Road to Bellmead and back in an hour and hit a bank to go and get a
0: eight ball or something. No,
1: to get a check out of the out of out of my mailbox. Mm. I would I would go get the check, go to the bank, cash it either have the cash for later that night when I hooked up with the dealer or swing over to the dealer's house to pay him because he was fronting me for, it was this vicious cycle. Mm. And so there's just a lot of small and medium things that I was showing my my hand and my wife, she just put it all together. And so August, um, I, I messed up again, like, I work till 4 in the morning. She wakes me up at like 5:30 in the morning and she she gets she gets she she's really in touch with her intuition. She's really in touch with a spiritual sense of direction. And something woke her up that night and said, "Go check the phone records." She pulled out the folder of phone records and just kind of like why are all these phone calls and texts, not texts, but phone calls happening at this time of the night? And she really put it together. She woke me up and said, I don't know what it is. I know you're using again. Come clean. Nope, not using. Come clean or else or else this threat. Nope, all good. Mom's word. She finally evoked, I'm going to tell your, your grandparents. My grandparents were really special people to me. And at that point, it was like, you know, I wanted to do everything to protect them. My parents, yeah, did, but they weren't as, my grandparents held me on this pedestal. My parents held me there on a lower one, Mm -hmm. same, but there was just a special relationship. So when she she threatened to uh, tell my grandparents, that's when I came clean. It's like, okay, yes, uh, whatever you need, I will do. Um, checked into Cumberland Heights August 1994 did a 28 day stay out there and it was great because I'd already had some sort of like peripheral peripheral um, experience with the 12 step community out here on my own trying to do it and use which never works
0: <laughs> <Not> <laughs> never so works
1: no. um, when I went to treatment I got healthy and was also taught about the um, the recovery element of the disease concept versus the non-disease concept. And all
0: the while, you're carrying the secret with you. I'm
1: carrying the secret. So the secret still hasn't come out. So early on at Cumberland, like within the first week during a group therapy thing with a, a counselor, everyone kind of went around the room and explained why they were there. And my explanation was, I'm here because I just want to not use. I didn't. I did not want to use. But bigger than that, I just want to be able to protect this secret. It's just going to go away. I can keep it out here in the closet. It's over there.
0: Mm -hmm. I can
1: manage that. I'm just trying to emotionally manage it through drugs. And, you know, of course, the counselor laughs like, no, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. The secrets are what keep you sick. Mm -hmm. And I I accepted everything and fell into this wonderful world of of recovery and steps and step work. But I still held the secret. The secret is over here. Nobody's going to know about it. Family week happens. Uh, at the end of your treatment stay, and it's it's kind of the bridge to assist you f- going out of this this really protected environment back into reality. But it also introduces your problems, your concept to your loved ones, mm-hmm. your family members, and it's a great bridge. It's it lasts the the last week, and so you you get this daily. You get a little bit more. Uh, closure to prepare you for that exit day two of family week i get called out of some group counseling and everett was my uh counselor and he pulled me into his office i sat down he goes david you know family week's a safe place to let go of all those secrets and i can tell you this, I can't tell you when you'll use again, but I can tell you that you will use again if you continue to hold the secret. It's a big one. I get it. The arms crossed, not going to happen. Not going to happen. And he wore me down and just stayed on me.
0: Did he know what it was?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In in, uh, in treatment, you know, all you all them, secrets yeah. are, are kind of... yeah. The, the anonymity yeah. aspect of it, and this is before social media and, and the openness there, uh, we really did kind of trust that that environment. Um, no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. About thirty minutes later, I he broke me, and I was just this blubbering mess. It's like, yes, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'll I'll come clean. I'll I'll uh, I'll tell Terry. He picks up his phone, calls down to the family program. And a counselor brings a counselor gets my wife out of a group setting, brings her up to me. She has no idea what she's walking into, and she opens the door, and the counselor's in there. Her counselor's with him, with her, and um, and I'm just this. I'm spent. I'm just an emotional, just broken. And so she walks into the room. She's reading the room, and she sees that, and. She sits down next to me, and um, and Everett set it up, Mrs. Hall, because we were married at that point, only for five or six months. Um, David has something he needs to to tell you, and and then just let it sit right there, and you know, obviously, I didn't make any eye contact. I just was down, oh God, looking at my feet, oh. and and I just I came clean. And I've only heard Terry wail like this twice. Once was there, and then the other one was when Houston was born. Um, Houston came. His delivery was was a painful one, and, it, and she had problems, and that was the other time that I heard just this animal wail from her. And, um, you know, I'd already committed. I'd already kind of convinced myself that when I left three days or four days later that I was going to drive into my driveway and all of the clothes were going to be strung out all over the place. And um, after a, a pause, Terry kind of recovers and she gets down on her knees in front of me and and grabs my hands and gets me to look up, like lift my head up and she goes, I don't know why and I don't know how, but there's a reason and we're going to figure this out. And um, it it was still hard. That next year was really, really hard. Just rebuilding the trust. Um, Anytime we would travel at that time, my daughter was in travel soccer. So anytime we would travel to either Memphis or Arkansas, Terry literally would we'd stop before we got inside of the Memphis city limits, like Germantown. She would drive through Memphis because Memphis was just it was Memphis, and there was a blight on mm-hmm,
0: Memphis mm-hmm.
1: and um after about a year, we were getting on the interstate somewhere, and she turned to me and she said she she acknowledged that something." subtly had shifted, and that there was trust that was rebuilding. And, and I don't remember what it was she said, but she had, it was a verbal acknowledgement of, of we're going to make it. Um, and the funny thing is, it's funny, it's that dark uh, gallus humor. I left treatment. And went to the dealer's house the day of getting out. Because I had a debt to pay. I went into treatment with, I think it was like $1,000 that I owed him. And so I went there with the intent of paying it off. See you later. Nope. Paid him off and went with an eight ball.
0: Shit.
1: And... Um,
0: right out of treatment. Right
1: out of treatment. The The kind of with perspective, the kind of interesting thing is treatment taught me where center was. It taught me where the safe zone was in the, in the recovery zone. And so I would get clean after that. I would get 30 days or 60 days and I'd be within the community, but I never had a sponsor. I never really took it, took the, the principles. It was just kind of, maybe it'll rub off on me. Um, and so I'd get 30 or 60 days and something would happen and, and a stressful thing or long hours. And I would go back and use. And I'd get out here and I'd get really stuck using. And it just get painful. And it's like, I always knew where center was. Center was here. So I would I'd be on the periphery and I'd, I'd go to meetings hmm. and be using. So I, I knew it was there. But I hadn't hadn't fully invested in it. Do
0: you think people there knew you were using? I mean, I imagine they know what it
1: looks like. Yeah, probably.
0: I'm curious, not to backtrack too much, but why, way back when, in that moment, I know that you said you fell in with the music people and stuff. What do you think it was? You were happy with your relationship with Mm -hmm. Terry. You were going to get married. I've always, I'm just, why? Why'd you do it? Or do you know why? I don't know.
1: I don't know.
0: You weren't not in love with... I, I say this a lot of yeah. times with people when I talk about infidelity. It's not... It really has nothing to do with the couple generally. I think it has more to do with the person that does it than the relationship itself. Now, sometimes it's like people are not happy in the relationship yeah. or whatever, but you were in love and you were... But it didn't have to, anything to do with Terry.
1: Had nothing to do with Terry. I, I think as I'm thinking on my feet and hearing that, I think part of it was the um the need for the need for attention the need for um attention you know if you if you lavish yourself on me then my ego gets built up Mm -hmm. and and everything there and that just even chemically just Mm -hmm. makes everything really rise and that's the only thing I can really. And it becomes
0: its own drug. And it
1: becomes its own drug. Yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. sense. <clears throat> as as you as you ask that, it just kind of. it's one I'm going to process a little bit. Um. So, tell Terry, year-long battle of just gaining trust back. Um, probably three or four years after. After getting the letter, I finally. Met Nate for the first time. Your son. My son. And. Um,
0: and how was Terry about that?
1: Terry was was accepting of that, and you know it was definitely a a visual hard uh, example of the bad times. Um. But she was accepting of it.
0: Were you clean
1: yet at this point? I was still using off and on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was still using off and on. God, that would have been ninety six, ninety seven, in that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just never... Nate and I could never get connected. And for... The, the reality is there's a lot of things that I can compartmentalize and, and put in its own little thing and and manage it the lack of a relationship with Nate is one of the it's one of the things that that I really do it's not daily but it's definitely something that I, I maneuver throughout life is that I love kids and I, and I I love to play with kids I love to be at that level and I just love. Just love kids, and to have a kid that is mine and I, and I can't connect with them. Mm-hmm. It's just a very. It's still a hard thing that that's. I just have to to address and just know that it's there, um, and that that's probably that's probably one of the core things that still is is um, that still hurts. Is is that. That lack of of relationship. I follow him in 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 uh, social media, and he got me yesterday. Um, he put on his on his Instagram <clears throat> a selfie, and it said something like, "Hey, Dad, it's me." It wasn't directed at me. It was probably some inside joke with with some friends. But I see that, yeah. and I don't. He doesn't come up in my feed very often, and I don't reach, I don't dig in just because of, of how I'm having, how I'm processing it, and just, it sucks. It's a selfish thing that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to work through. Well, it's
0: a piece of you, right? It is. He is a piece of you.
1: Yeah. And, he and is it, his
0: own person, it, but it's, it's such still... a
1: hypocritical part of my life. Um, how do you mean? Well...
0: Because of what he was born of or
1: Part of it is because of what he's born of. Part of it is this love and desire for something. And that something is right here in front of me. And it's it's mine. And I choose to completely go around it and not acknowledge it. And not address it and not nurture it nurture it. And
0: Do you mean by you in even now you don't yeah. you don't commit to making Nate a part of your Yeah. But you can't force him to want Mm-mm. you either. No, I, mean, I can't.
1: But how old is he? He is twenty.
0: So he's an adult. Three,
1: twenty-four. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it, how do your other children? They know obviously mm-hmm. that he's out there, and yep. that's their half sibling, right? What? Where, um, where are they with it? Do they just sort of not? It's
1: just it's not addressed. It's just a person. It's not in the in closet. There. It's definitely not something that's stuck. That skeleton is not in there. Um, but it's just not addressed yeah it's like hey you remember that car you used to have in 2006 oh yeah i hadn't thought about it in a long time so it's where along like the way that.
0: did you decide enough is enough with the drugs
1: so 2000 year 2000 year 2000 Conan um 2000 i got a dui and um i was able to always manipulate out of situations pretty well
0: mm-hmm.
1: look back on it didn't do a very good job at all but <laughs> I was able to always kind of manipulate the, the consequences mm-hmm. that was a consequence I couldn't get rid of mm. Tennessee's hard on DUI Williamson County is harder on DUI and I was when I was driving home it was 2 or 3 in the morning driving down I-65 just past the old Hickory Boulevard exit I am golden I am between the lines I am driving like a chief except I was driving 45 miles an hour oh no (laughs) and so when the high patrolman pulled me over um,
0: good thing you didn't hurt anybody
1: how's it going officer (laughs) yeah it it is Um, years after years after I got finally got sober I really wanted to find him and and sincerely tell him that he saved my life um, by that that consequence so I got I got the DUI in 2000 and um that next year from 2000 to 2001 that was I used more in that year than I had done in the previous time leading up to it. Wow. Um it was a daily eight ball
0: How are you paying for it?
1: It was good money. I was as as an assistant I was making 25 an hour times 80 hour a week and Terry had a great job and so we were
0: doing okay we were
1: doing okay yeah. and so and that's why I would run home and get that check out of the mailbox from Warner Brothers or whomever because it was a big and we could live off of hers and I could float the excuse of I don't know I got lost in the mail mm. or 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 and um so 2000, 2001, I used more in that time, um, and I was always really good about when my cutoff was. Um, the last time I would use that night, so that I could at least try to sleep throughout that night and wake up refreshed. And I had overshot myself that night, and and it was like four in the morning whenever I was driving home. And instead of like shutting off like at midnight or at one, I used way. Past my sweet spot and so I was just just hyped up and gacked up get off of uh, the interstate at Franklin take a left I could go home go straight I could not go home if I'd go home I'm going to toss and turn I have a bloody nose not get any sleep I have to be real careful with the tossing and turning not to show my cards or just drive and, and just drive and I chose the drive option. I From I-65 at the Franklin exit, I drove over to Hillsborough Road. And from getting off the interstate to getting to a parking lot over uh, Publix um, grocery store, in that 15-minute drive, I had complete clarity of if it meant getting a divorce, I'm okay with that. If it means seeing my kids on the weekend, I'm okay with that. If it means losing my house and living in an apartment, I'm okay with that. And what, what I'm saying to myself along this, this journey, this trip, this 15-minute trip was I'm just tired. I'm tired of, of using, I'm tired of, of physically tired, physically tired of the pain. Emotionally tired of the pain and the lies, and and just upholding those lies and the energy that it takes to keep that machine in motion. And like we had talked about, I I was still in the recovery community. I think at one point in that ninety-four to two thousand one stretch, I may have gotten six months, I may have gotten nine months. Uh, was my longest stretch of sobriety. But then something would happen. And I, go back out Mm -hmm. and so through that just staying on the periphery I knew and and had gotten relationships of sober people inside of AA and I chose AA because of uh, just easier access you know there's CA and there's NA and there's all of these different A's but Alcoholics Anonymous is that's the birth place and there's um, anyway I I had met somebody and I was Calling him whenever I got to the parking lot, I called him and said, "Hey, I'm over in this parking lot. I don't want to use anymore. Help me out." And it just was weird because he was not in a good spot. And he said, "Man, I'm it's four in the morning," and he, and he answered the phone. <laughs> uh, he said, "I'm not, I'm not the person to talk to right now, but let me give you a name and number for a guy, a guy named Larry. Um, he's a good guy." All right, so I pick up the phone again. I call Larry, and um, Larry is one of those AA, big book. Yeah. Not thumpers, but he was a preacher. He was a Baptist preacher. And so he presented himself with... the with bravado. Yeah, thing. and, and that, that education. Sure. And uh, I called Larry up, and I said, Hey, Larry, my name's David. I know who you are. Here's who I am. Oh, yeah, I think I remember you.
0: These people all answer the phone at four in the morning. That's to and, their credit.
1: Well, yeah, to his credit, it was because Sweet answering his phone at four in the morning was he was still awake. Larry answering his phone in the morning was he was being of service. And so, um, I explained to him what was going on. Explained to him where I was, and I said, "I'm just tired. I'm tired of this." And he goes, "Are you willing to do anything? Absolutely I'm willing to do anything at all." all right, here's what I want you to do. Can you drive? Are you safe? Yeah. I can drive like a (laughs) champ right now. And so he goes, I want you to go home, wake your wife up, tell her you're high. Tell her that so that, and tell her that you're high and that there's no reason to fight because you're high. And uh, in the morning, when the dust settles, call me back. That's pretty simple. It's, Scary, but it's pretty simple. Uh, so I did that. I drove home, woke Terry up, slept on the couch. Just like, oh, okay, yeah, I know. Um, and then I called him the next day, and I said, all right, I'm calling you back. And he said, all right, you're willing to do anything, right? Absolutely. I think you need to go back to treatment, or I think you need to go to treatment. I can't do that. Oh, really? <laughs> Less than six hours ago, you were willing to do anything. And now I'm giving you one suggestion and you're saying, no, Larry, here's the reason why I can't do it. I've already been to treatment. I can't afford it. And I just can't afford it. 30 days. So let's make it 60 days. You can days. afford all
0: that cocaine. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Because there's a lie attached to that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and so I explained to him why just financially I couldn't do it. And he accepted that. He goes, all right, I'll work with you as a sponsor on a couple of conditions. If you're not going to go back to treatment, we're going to meet twice a week, and we're going to study the Big Book. And so what that means is I need you to go buy a, a notepad, some highlighters, three different color pens, and we're going to go until I say no. We're going to study it.
0: The Big Book being the Alcohol the Alcoholics
1: Anonymous, yeah. yeah. So it's the Bible,
0: yeah.
1: And so not the
0: Bible, but yeah. The it's, alcoholics. The, it's the, the Bible of Alcoholics, of, yeah. Synonymous. Recovery, yeah.
1: And um, and we went through and not only studied it, but we uh, made footnotes. There was a secondary book to it, and we cross-referenced things. And it, I, I met with him for a year, twice a week, at McDonald's. And, and we studied, and we went through the steps, and we, I embraced sobriety. The biggest part of that was, up to that point, I was trying to get sober for everybody else. First and foremost, I was just trying to get sober to to try to quiet this secret that I had over here. I can figure out how to manage it. Okay, now I've told my wife, but now I'm still not able to manage the secret. The secret's out. Why, why hasn't... Well, because there's still more energy it's, it's to when, that.
0: It starts with you. It's not outside yeah. of you. And Terry stuck it out with you. And
1: Terry stuck it out with me. Um, yeah, it
0: she took her vows very seriously.
1: She did and and we still it, it's it, it's an odd this is an odd long journey to
0: to the last 2 years. Yeah. Which were pretty insane. Yeah. This is really what we're building up to. Right.
1: And and it's just oddly sorry, it's just a long No, I don't it's a need long to painting.
0: Apologize.
1: Um but there's a lot of layers in that painting that that yeah. um kind of need explaining to to kind of settle where this is um are you good time and all just keep going okay
0: we'll go till we're done
1: um well, okay famous last words um so my daughter she got hooked up she hooked up with a guy from work that was a golf pro sorry assistant a junior golf pro and perfect perfect in every way, except that he had, before he had met Tori in 2014, he had been arrested, not allegedly, uh, he had been arrested for strangulation, false imprisonment, and rape of the girl that he was dating before Tori. Of course, nobody knows about this, and, uh, and it's all her fault. You know, he didn't do any of it.
0: It's all the girl's fault that he attacked.
1: Absolutely. Or, or, Even though
0: he went to jail for it. Well, he,
1: not? He, he went to jail. Wasn't he sentenced
0: to, for life or something?
1: That comes later. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's, let's, okay, yeah. we'll start. I'll
0: let you tell the story. Sorry. Yeah. I'm um,
1: not too much for my own <laughs> I, 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 And
0: yet not enough. I, can we say his name?
1: Uh, we can.
0: Okay. Spain.
1: Matt Spain lives in the, one of the penitentiaries, penit, Pinterest. Yeah, spent. Yeah.
0: So he had um, been a, a golf guy yep. and he had raped and strangled, attacked his, at the time, paramour, his girlfriend. And
1: Yep, and, and this is before Tori, this is before any of our. Before he ever, she we ever didn't met know him. anything. Right. So they start a relationship.
0: Tori and, Tory
1: and, and Matt. Tori has a child, my grandson, his name is Lincoln. And. Lincoln is the result of Nick, Lincoln's dad, and Tori mm-hmm. creating Lincoln. <laughs> the relationship didn't work, but they created this beautiful Child. grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when Matt started courting Tori as a clinical narcissist and Manipulator, he had the game, he had the long game already planned out, Mm. and in how to defend himself from this tragedy, this blight. And how that looked was obviously the attraction connected them, Tori and Matt. And then you have the weak gazelle at the watering hole. And you have the lion, who's the attacker. Okay, so who's who in this? Okay, story? so the 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 weak gazelle is Tori. Okay. She has a child, not a great relationship with Nick, Lincoln's father, but doing it, making it work for Lincoln.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they they start going out. Matt, and- and Matt, sorry, yeah, Matt and and Tori and Matt early on made a point to really focus and show Uh, attention to lincoln Mm -hmm. and so as a single mom etc she sees this amazing thing the iron the irony is that when i met terry tori is not my birth daughter but i've known her since she was 14 months old and and it was a package deal so when i started dating terry um she came with it and I, so I fell in love with with Terry, but I also fell in love with Tori at the same time. And um, and I've I've treated her as my daughter, just mm-hmm. like I treat Houston like my son. And um, the 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 irony is that her entry into this world was very similar to Lincoln's entry into this world. Tor- Terry was a, a single mom. It was a. a not a, it was a that was a one night oops of uh, waking up the next morning going, Did we? Uh-huh. Did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. All right, I'll see you next Thursday on the racquetball court. Mm. And it kinda was mm-hmm. truly like that. And so when when Nick and Tori hooked up, the relationship didn't work. But
0: they got a drinking. child yeah. came out of
1: it. Uh and so it Tori just kinda knows even though it's been somewhat stable in our, in our house as a husband, wife, mother, father with her, she still knows the story Yeah. of, of her. And so when she sees that history is about to repeat itself, or is repeating itself, um, and she sees Matt throwing love on Lincoln...
0: She thinks it's like the way her...
1: Just like how she... Yeah. 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 The, the, it's, it's worked.
0: She's feeling the parallel. She's like, wait, this is just like, you know, David mm-hmm. loved me. Matt will love Lincoln.
1: The parallel. That's the perfect word for it. And um, so he, he won her there. Mm-hmm. And then was able to raise her up and, and chop her down just enough.
0: So he Each started time. doing the emotional abuse. Yeah,
1: the gaslighting. Gaslighting is, yeah. is
0: now a term for that. Now yeah. a term,
1: yeah. And I, have you talked about any of that in your? I order? no. Mm-mm. So if if you are involved in a, a relationship like a, a a battered wife type relationship or a relationship that just there's dynamics that are that are really out of control and respect, um, look up gaslighting. And I'll and, put a
0: link to it on there, but it's basically it makes people feel like they're crazy. It's yes. just enough manipulation and um, and uh, control and all that stuff to to almost seem like something, but then you're not sure. And then the perpetrator, makes it seem like you're crazy or that you're you're way out of line. Absolutely. Narcissists are famous for this, by the way. This is a huge game plan of a narcissist. And at this point, Tori and you and Terry, nobody knows that he had these priors. Nobody knows this. This is why I swear to God, anyone I date from now on is getting a full background check. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So nobody knew this. (laughs) They were dating. They started dating um, October of 2015. Lincoln's birthday is April. Crap. April. (laughs) And it's (laughs)
0: okay.
1: It's in April. Yeah. And uh, there was a birthday party for Lincoln on a Sunday. I think it was like April 5th or 8th. Stayed for the birthday party because he wanted to commit to that. But Mm -hmm. then he figured out a way to uh, duck out the back door and go to work. And Tory, that set this chain of events that she started tumbling emotionally throughout the day and processing of well, you want to be but you don't you're not committing to it you want to be a father you want to be a father figure but you're not committing to it and you're not. and by the end of that evening Terry gets a, a, a FaceTime call on her on her phone at like 10 or so and it's Tori and this is where I I just have to it's, it's just part of it I'm I am i want to really try to protect That's some fine. of this yeah. but i but i I do can't because it is what it is yeah um Tori was she had worked herself up so emotionally worked herself up that she was in a fetal position and had called Terry and Lincoln this is Lincoln was probably two Lincoln was wandering around the house Tory was was just couldn't function. And so we lived about five minutes from her house, run over there, get her, just kind of hug her and and figure out what's going on. Lincoln, Terry takes Lincoln home. Tori's car is there. And I said, "Take, take Lincoln home, get him in bed, I'll take care of Tori, and I'll get her home. And so... She did that, and I stayed there at the house for I don't know 30 minutes or so, and and laid down beside her and just held her and and hugged her, and and I've always we've always been able to kind of talk like this and just try to keep the energy and emotion from oh my gosh to kind of more reality and bringing it calming it down, and so was able to get her up, gather a. Couple like a week's worth of clothes, and take her home. Got her home
0: to your house to
1: the house, and it's about ten thirty, almost eleven o'clock, and we are um, we're just hanging out in the kitchen. We're exhausted. She's exhausted, and in that moment of exhaustion, she um, she goes. Hey, look up, Matt, Matthew. Spain on Google and put Alabama in it.
0: So she knew.
1: Why? Just do it. So I grabbed my phone and was... What? Yeah, I found that out about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. He, He had just seen his parents and he said that like a last minute thing i have got to go see my parents why you just were there a couple days ago well that's something i gotta do and she pushed him and finally he he she pushed him hard enough for her for him to go all right here's the deal it's all trumped up charges but i gotta go talk to my attorney why again all trumped up charges not true spite, you know, it's a it's a scorned lover. This is what I'm I've got to address. All good though, because when I win, we are going to sue them for two hundred thousand dollars. That's kind of a low number, isn't it? So she had found out and she had been sitting on that information for three or four weeks.
0: I got the stress.
1: They they he was just in the beginning stages of the gaslighting and And it, everything that you just said in the description, it I just went back there because it's exactly what I read. It's stuff that I had studied about. It's stuff that a therapist had had told us and educated us on. And he had done that he had he had gotten her to a spot where he hadn't completely knocked her and broke her, mm-hmm. but he he had gotten her to the spot where she was doubting. Or she was in a
0: fetal position on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, what the...
1: Yep, and so she was doubting her foundation. He had planted just enough seeds and had, had kissed enough times to offset the hits. And the either the physical or the so he emotional was physical
0: abusive too. There
1: was some physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't.
0: Where was it in the trial at this point? Because he, had, according to what I read, he had been convicted of the rape and of the strangulation and then false impri- or you know imprisonment. He and...
1: it was all in the court system at that point. Twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen, his attorneys. Played the the court and and
0: just kept appealing. Yeah, keep appealing uh, it and and and,
1: it. and pushing it off. And uh, somebody
0: had a, said life. I read somewhere life imprisonment, which I thought was awesome. that's yeah. how it should be for rape. But um, but that I was surprised by that because it's generally like seven years or something. Yeah, pathetic yeah.
1: for rape. And um, and you know you have the up to this this penalty. The penalty for this is.
0: Minimum is maximum. minimum
1: to up to right. life in prison. We found that information out. And and Tori kind of was like, yeah, this is crazy. This is wrong. This is not the person I need to be with. I don't believe him. This is crazy. I need to work on myself. We went to... That was on a Sunday. Monday, we were able to get in with a therapist. And it was Terry Tori and I... And she, had, Tori hadn't seen this therapist in a while, so he had to kind of get caught up to. Oh, she, she was pregnant also. At this point, and
0: with Matt's baby, with Matt's
1: baby, and so the therapist had to catch up to speed with. Okay, you're you're pregnant. Okay, good, fine. You're dating. Wait, and and you've got these issues. So he kind of had to triage and figure out which one was the more important. Mm-hmm. Uh, discussion point to to mm-hmm. narrow down in 48 minutes. And um, that was on a Monday. And left the therapist with this clarity of I'm going to work on my stuff. He needs to work on his stuff. If we get back together, that's fine, but right now we've got to work on our own things.
0: Had she was she considering getting back together with that? Oh yeah.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. Oh, I mean that's that's that that is that
0: Gaslighty thing, gaslighted, battered wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate right. you. Right. And um, that was Monday. The that was Monday.
0: Psychological warfare is a real it's thing, fucked. and it's extraordinarily powerful. I mean, it's it's what they use in uh, you know in torture. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Uh, Tuesday night. So now Tori's living at the house. Temporarily, just kind of like boom set. And Tuesday night, we went back and looked at the phone records from like 11 o'clock Tuesday night till four or five in the morning Wednesday morning. He called her and kept her on the phone that whole time. So it was like five and a half, six hours.
0: Keeping her awake.
1: Keeping her awake.
0: And just feeding
1: all of that stuff and reinforcing sleep
0: deprivation, food deprivation, uh, mental. You know, questioning, telling half truths so that you can sort of feed that insecurity. Mm-hmm. Telling full-on falsehoods—it's all part of that.
1: Yep, it's scrambled. It's a scrambled brain.
0: But the sleep deprivation is sleep deprivation. Yeah, of
1: it. yeah. And she definitely was between being a, a young mom and also. So she's
0: given birth by now. She
1: been, No, just with Lincoln. Oh, with Lincoln. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So, um, so he was able to keep her on the phone. I lost Tori. Wednesday, April eighth. He was able to reestablish a, a stronghold, and Wednesday or Thursday, Tori decided. You know what? It's all good. He's apologized. We're gonna. He's moving back in. We're thanks for thanks for helping. And Terry and I. What? This no. If you choose to go here and wear your big girl pants, then all of these little things that, as parents, you just take care of. Cell phone, you know. We've we've paid for it since you were in high school, so until otherwise, you're just family plan. So all those little things, uh, deposits for cable. Um, There was a list of, we don't agree and don't approve of this. So if you choose to go back into crazy, then the consequences are you've got to become fully sufficient, self-sufficient. Sure. Right.
0: Thinking that that might snap her back.
1: Yeah. Or or just just us establishing just a
0: boundary. A boundary. Yeah.
1: The boundary that that word comes back into play a lot during this, and um, so she went. I, I know what I'm doing. From April 8th to November 24th. The only conversation I had with her was, fuck you, fuck off, leave us the fuck alone. And I became... And she
0: said that to you guys? Mm-hmm. Wow. She said
1: that to, to us. The boundaries that Terry and I had set up stayed very strong and very organized for about a month.
0: Was he being physically abusive through this whole...
1: I think in the early stages, toward the end, he was he was hitting her and and threats of hitting her. Like a raised fist kind of thing. But
0: it was all emotional. Yeah. Which is still horrifying. Yeah. Sure. So
1: that that first month, setting boundaries were were all good and set. And I like to dig in with whatever I'm doing and just kind of, once I kind of did that, I went into some of the outer bands of what feeds gaslighting. And one of the the bands out there was the splitting uh, uh
0: Separating you from your family. Yep. So yeah. it's
1: triangulation. Mm-hmm. And the triangulation of... There's always a triangle. Like, even now, you and I have a triangle against this individual. And and it works because we can support ourselves against that person. We're triangulated, triad, dyad against Tori. We don't approve this, so we are going to hold our boundaries together. Mm-hmm. Tori was able to, within a month and a half was able to pull terry over into her sphere that left me being the asshole Mm. and left me being being able to separate heart and mind and not be reactive emotionally and being present does that make sense Heart
0: versus head. Heart
1: versus head. Sure. Emotion. Yeah. Emotional driven versus... Um, it it's interesting
0: was, that Terry was able to be pulled into to that even in the wake of seeing what was going on.
1: There, There's more... But she had
0: a history of that, if you think about it, because she lived in a situation where her husband, you was doing all sorts of things that Mm -hmm. were probably to her intuition or even her intellect that she was aware of and yet she compartmentalized. And so in order to love her daughter, I'm guessing she compartmentalized all the crap because she wanted to love her daughter. Not that you didn't want to love her daughter, but it's just a different... And there's that maternal bond. I know
1: that, but I haven't ever heard it presented like that. That's Mm -hmm. a very... It's a very true statement of it's a it's a good read from from just this conversation it's a really good read of of the dynamics between terry and i because yeah at, at some point she did know and so when i would get come back in the center when i was using then you know the the i would change and then I would change and then so she knew that that sure she dynamic. could tell the
0: arc even if she wasn't conscious. yeah of that.
1: yeah and i just never have heard somebody put it in in the in those terms it's just interesting um,
0: so she's now siding with
1: she's now trying to be the fixer mm-hmm. between Tori and I mm-hmm. and i'm holding boundaries and and what that means is that i'm the target and I'm the asshole. Also, what it means is that I'm the one that the gas gaslighter can't manipulate.
0: So you become the enemy. I
1: become the enemy, twofold.
0: Hmm.
1: Bringing in Terry, threefold. We've got reinforcements. And Tori fundamentally knows this is not what this is not what I know, but the gaslighting. Yeah. It's Set-
0: Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's Stockholm syndrome. It and shifted
1: it well. enough doubt in there, going the crazy part of, of I look, You're right. You're right. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're wrong. Hey, look, red. Wait.
0: You're oh, right. You're right. Blue. You're right. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and that that mental yeah. game of I don't know. I know that that's a pen. Yeah. I know. I saw you pick it up, and I saw you write. It was green. I saw mm-hmm. you pull the cap out, but I don't know now. And that's what that gaslighting thing is. Mm-hmm. And so when I said I lost her for that time, I, I still made a point to be present as much as I could as a, as a father. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, At this point, she had the baby? Because you say she, April no. to November. Uh, sh-
1: no, she... Um, uh, Lily was born September 20th. You always hear that uh, you'll fight. When it comes to family, you'll do whatever it takes to, to fight for, for them. And... If it means, you know, say a loved one has cancer, you're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to go into debt. You're going to sell everything to get the best treatment. And so with Tori, 2016 was every day from April 8th to November 24th, I did something address this. Uh, And this being if I was talking to Franklin PD or the DA, or whomever it was, to just press. All I wanted was him gone. I don't care where you go. Hopefully it's back to Alabama. But all I want you is out of my daughter's life. And all the while
0: the appeals are going on. All the while. Which is why he's not in jail, uh even though... Which is bizarre to me. Well, Did somebody pay his bail or something?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Family members. He was out on bail. Oh. And he was... um, Grand jury, convicted until 2017. I was not um, allowed to meet Lily until she was born September 20th. And he went away November 23rd, 24th. November 24th is when I met Lily for the first time.
0: He went away meaning to jail?
1: He went away. That was the beginning of his demise. 23rd, late at night, like midnight, he uh, broke into. They were they were starting to break up, and they were starting to become. He was becoming more aggressive, and, and so she, she was,
0: was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and she was People also put seeing, up with
0: a lot of mental abuse. But then, when and then you know, and that's that when his physical
1: spot was. He was losing the emotional battle, so he, he ramped he it up into physical. physical. Um, so he was trying to get her to move to a um to eagleville to a trailer that their that his parents knew somebody who had a trailer on their property and they were going to rent it for like 300 dollars a month and you know it was for isolation of course and tori that was the one thing tori's like that line right there um, no Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to go...
0: Isolation's a big part of that.
1: He could not get her out there. And so that's when it got really... That's when they really started to pull apart. Mm. He... Um, I had set up a camera at Tori's house. Motion-sensitive security camera. She knew about it. And... Um, sorry, I set it up after this. Um, September, November 23rd, he broke into her house mm-hmm. at midnight or one, get a phone call. Uh, it was Tori and she was, uh, hysterical and, and she, uh, uh, said, Matt came in here, trashed the place. So jumped into the car and I had told Terry the next time we go to not rescue her, but help, help Whatever. her
0: yeah.
1: that we'll beat the cops. We'll, we will always beat the cops to wherever it is. Um and but the next time that we do that, I am calling the police. There is a report that's gonna be made.
0: Did you not make a report? Did she not make a report for the first break-in?
1: No, he was able always able to manipulate and because I'm not involved or Terry's not involved, legally it's it's hard for us to intervene press and yeah, intervene sure. and she's an adult. yeah so um that was I I'm driving. To her house, midnight, whatever, on the phone, nine one one to Williamson County. We beat the cops there, but they come in and now they are going to take a report. And so that night, he was. There was an arrest warrant made
0: because he's on video.
1: He that sorry I hadn't done the video yet. Oh, but there was physical evidence. Yeah, sure. And also, as we're driving up, we see him in his car driving away. Ah, so. Even if Tori didn't say anything, we were witnesses to, Yes. okay, we didn't see it, but we can tie the two together.
0: You can put them in the, pl- the yes. time and place. Yep,
1: yep. So that started this amazing journey of, his journey of wanting to really be in jail. He, he uh, got picked up a couple of days later on their warrant, got a bail bondsman bailed out within a couple hours. Part of his bail condition was to uh, not have any contact, sure. all of those things. Restraining order. Except because they have a child. Oh. That kind of puts the wrinkle in there because if if I need to communicate as the child's father to, to you about the child, hey, when's the, the doctor's appointment? Sure. We do need to contact, communicate that way. So it's this weird loophole in, in the restraining order. And so. It's
0: not ordered through a court that, like, a court ordered person is intermediary or?
1: Magistrate. The magistrate, Williamson County, uh, calls Tori and says, uh, no, texts Tori and says, hey, I know I'm not supposed to be uh, communicating with you, but blah, blah, blah. And so she screen captured it and sent it to me. She was just knocked off his spell just enough to, to have. have three weeks of of clarity with her got picked up for bond condition bailed out again this time bailed out on his own recognizance the magistrate again not knowing any of the backstory said oh yeah you're 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 employed. You're fine. You're, you're gonna a white show guy, up, right? You you're, yeah, you're gonna show up on this date, right? Yes, Your Honor. Okay, we're going to release you on your own. That's fucked up. If you are the triage judge and you don't have any past, I get it. There's got to be some sort of, of imagine
0: the amount of people going through there. That's one of you know one of the tiny just a hair on the back of the hog that is the crazy ass justice system. Mm-hmm. It's so backlogged. It's so.
1: I just experienced this. This is a a um, an abuser, domestic abuse. That's what his original assault was with with break in, and so you're letting the strong person of the domestic abuse, you're letting him out on his own recognizance. Mm-hmm. How do you justify that? Mm-hmm. How do you justify that? You just you don't. You got to have safety nets in there mm-hmm. to to. To take that
0: yes, this decision is how people making, get murdered, yeah,
1: exactly. Honestly. To make to take this decision making out of you, who probably are trying to be unbiased, but you, yeah, but 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 but. Yeah, yeah. So um, bailed out on his own recognizance. Got drunk with he also had a drinking problem, allegedly. Um, he got drunk, found himself out in Spring Hill by the Saturn plant crashed his car walked a 38 degree night walked two miles to a guard shack at the Saturn plant like in a blackout not knowing he had lost his backpack and how did I get here and can I use your phone and didn't have his wallet Spring Hill cop comes because the, uh, the guard yeah. called the cops and they come pick him up Checked his records, yeah, and then Williamson County they found out williamson county he was out on bond in Williamson County, so Spring Hill calls Williamson County and says, Hey, we'll meet at the um at, at the county line. I think we have one of yours that we need to give to you,
0: yeah,
1: and that was that was middle of December, maybe beginning of December, and then he I get a phone call from the assistant DA who I used to play soccer with and who lives in my neighborhood, who's been a good, just a good person. And he said, "Um, Mr. Hall? Yes, sir? Uh, This is X. Hey. Uh, Do you happen to know where Mr. POS is at this present moment? (laughs) Actually, I do. He's one of two places. He's either at this location, which is the address of his work, or he's at this location which is the address of the trailer it's only two places that he'll be at all right i'll call you later sir thank you and so it's very we, we never talk like that but he it was very specific, specific. And, yeah this is sure. a professional call
0: yeah
1: and later that um the next day uh he the assistant da calls me and, and explains to me what happened um because he now was in the wing in the tennessee because he had a warrant and was arrested in Tennessee all of that pressing that I had done all the months of the police department the DA working whatever I could to just keep pressing Mm -hmm. and keep momentum here all of that paid off in this one incident and that was the assistant DA coming back and saying all right before we we couldn't do anything you can tell us all this stuff we can look online and we can see all of this stuff that he is in the middle of in the great state of Alabama but we don't have any
0: anything yeah sure. he hasn't
1: he's clean here yeah well once he got dirty here that allowed the two das to talk mm. and that allowed the pressing that I had with with my my people that allowed them to now communicate legally and professionally in her office and I get a phone call after hey do you know where he's at about about a week I know I said it two days later but about a week later the assistant DA calls me and says hey um the DA in Alabama called me just now and um we have, he offered up a, a great Christmas gift. <laughs> What's that? Well, they're going to extradite him back to Alabama and hold him in jail till his trial, because oh. he had worn out all of his contingencies. Mm-hmm. He now was on deck. Yeah, he had worn out all that.
0: All the appeals.
1: Yep. He. They're going to extradite him back to Alabama, where he'll sit without bond. And what I had learned in that whole magistrate fiasco is, if you're a murderer, you, you'll you get a million-dollar bond. To be held without bond is, a, and you're either flight risk or, or, or.
0: Did did the girl survive that he did that too?
1: Yeah. So, one of the things that, as I, one of the things I've learned through all of this is it's really hard for me, and I've had to, to re-look at the statement of, I know what you're I know what you've gone through. I know what you're going through. That that thing that, that people say in the midst of emotion. You know, if, if you lost your your mom. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know I know how you're feeling. I don't know how you're no, feeling. No, you don't. Yeah. I don't. I never Even say if, that to people. Yeah, like, nobody, well, yeah. But
0: I get what you're it's saying. It's one of those little things. It's a common clutch. Yeah, it's a yeah. common empathic moment yeah. where people are trying to be I'm there. i trying for, to do something sure, here. Sure, sure,
1: sure. And so I, I just got really aware of, I don't know how you're feeling about Tori specifically. I don't know how, where was I going with this?
0: I asked how the woman was that oh, he raped. Him. Yeah,
1: so the, the one thing that somebody like him is for her to just go away. Because at that point she's the witness. And if you've gone through that, those events, the amount of shame and the amount of, of just internal processing that the victim has to go through, mm-hmm. you can't you can't start recovering from that until you have closure. closure. And if you don't have that closure, then it's just sitting there. Mm. And so, with the rape and the strangulation, strangulation and false imprisonment, let's just leave them here with the rape sitting here. And for three years, this is just sitting there. It's just an open, festering yeah, sore. she
0: can't close it. She
1: can't. Yeah. And the DA knew that they had a strong witness, and she knew that she wasn't crazy. So she never faltered. She never faltered. Yeah. She just stayed. Sure. It doesn't matter, okay, fine. Strong I'm gonna woman. go and do this. Yeah. I'm over here doing life. Yeah. Let me know when you need me. Because I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I still have this festering unclosed <laughs> yeah. wound, but I choose not to make it as festering. Right. There's still not closure. And so the long game now coming full, full circle. If he can find a beautiful Girl,
0: ah yes,
1: and they get pregnant. Yes, and they go to court, and the defense attorney can go.
0: Look at this Your nice, honor? upstanding man with his wife and baby. Your
1: twelve jurors. Yeah, God, oh, look at this. Is, that is the long. It's game. the long
0: game. He's Victor Souza. And man, Jesus.
1: I I figured that out early on in the in that dark spot. I figured out Jeez. because one of the things I had to tell my son throughout all this is. We were we were talking, and I said, "Here's the deal. Oh my God. This is a game, and I hate to say that because it's not a game. It's live. No, but it's it, real. Yeah. But in order the manipulation game, in order to win at this, the really really hard part is I've got to Think assimilate like and get to his level. I'm, i can do that. That's easy for me. Mm-hmm. That the the addict and the manipulator and the mm-hmm. the that person, hmm. that's there. I choose most days not to be there, but that's that's something that's just it. It's been cultivated. Sure. Um, so I told Houston. I said, "Just know this: he is a a cunning adversary, and in order to win like this, you have to think like him." And then look, look, and and so macro. need to
0: go. And back. then pull out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then
1: see the big picture, yeah. but always be in. Yeah, be one step ahead of him. Yeah. But you it's still have to be in that. Like a movie. It really is. So, I can't go. Oh, you're just you're just a, a street no, thug. No, he's or a Victor
0: Sosa or a Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Yeah. Very
1: smart. Very intelligent. Yeah. May not be here, but he has this set of skills that really, really are. So he's like
0: an evil Liam Neeson. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the the long game is that.
0: That what it'll look like in court. How it'll look like in court
1: and how it'll play. Holy moly! And so that's why I kind of
0: was he kind to Lily? Did you experience that, or was she just an object of his? What do you know about narcissists and children? They are horrible parents, but they they use them to show off. But then, yeah, exactly. Yep. But, they're, and, and but they, they look beautiful. Yeah, they're good for sure. And they're usually beautiful. Off. Yeah.
1: But the moment that they're not uh, for of service of service, right? Then then they're just another yes. prop. Prop. Yes. Exactly. So exactly, you know, you're you. I'm I'm impressed. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm I just do really I'm really <laughs> impressed with with your knowledge of of these little small. Uh, micro, micro subjects. The gaslighting. I know it's not small, but it's it is definitely a. It's a newer.
0: Yeah, I uh, wish it wasn't now as prevalent as it was. I wish it was, you know, but unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. so
1: he goes away. Uh, she. What was the original question with her?
0: Oh, I was just curious to know if she got vindicated in yeah. that heat.
1: So the vindication is that. <laughs>
0: The the, vic- the
1: first victim, I Yeah, say. the first victim. She um,
0: Whose name is never mentioned, interestingly, in any n- of the articles. Never
1: mentioned, and it's very anonymous.
0: Which is good. She
1: can... But with just enough... Digging? Digging, Terry was able to go directly and find her. Oh, wow. Didn't talk to her. You know, we, we really knew where our boundaries were sure. there. We did not want to mess Leave it to anything We
0: <laughs> can unearth anything. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: she needed to know. She needed to just that.
0: This is a real person that has yeah who
1: has real parents who has a real
0: and who likely had it happen because in all of the manipulation and all the brainwashing, I'm sure there was still that part of her. It's like, well, maybe
1: how? Let me look and see how similar she is to my daughter. Oh gosh, you know, I think that also was one of the things that Terry Mm -hmm. was trying to do was I believe my daughter, I believe all this because I'm seeing it, but let me
0: right.
1: It seems like it's repeated. Yeah. Well, you're missing the point that the repeater Oh, is, so Terry's the one
0: that found. Terry's the one who oh, found. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought you said Tori. My mm, bad. No. Their um, names are so similar. I know. Uh,
1: so he, he goes... hope this got really loud because I leaned into the microphone. Um, he... The DA... This is going to really close up a... a, a, a Alabama or yep, Tennessee? The, the Tennessee... Oh, sorry. The DA in Alabama. Yeah. Um, on the books... First degree rape is maximum life. Minimum is like 12 or 16 years, maybe six years. But, you know, right in that sweet spot, maybe 12, 16 years is kind of. Uh,
0: but they generally get out earlier than that. But yes, yeah. that is correct. And yeah. through
1: this whole thing, I'm engaged with my heart and everything. But I feel like a lot of times I was able to, to pull back and look at the Big picture, mm-hmm. and part of the big picture here is recognizing that oof, that's a harsh sentence. That's that's a pretty harsh sentence for somebody who, life in prison, rape, unless of course you're the victim. I don't know.
0: I'm all for it, yeah, I am
1: too. But unless you're the victim or the parent, mm-hmm. the DA going into trial, trial is set, DA and POS's attorney, get together, plea bargain. Because at the end of the day, the court system is business. It's I know. just business. Sure. And and the 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 plea deals that happen is are done to facilitate speed through the system.
0: And I hate to say it, he's a good-looking white man.
1: Yep. So the DA comes to oh, he money. his yeah. attorney right. and goes, here's what we want. We'll drop this charge. So you've got two felonies. We'll drop this one completely. So we'll deal with two. This one will plead down to this. This one will plead to this. It's a pretty good deal. What say you? Mm. The attorney goes, let me go and talk to my client. I'll let you know. Thank you very much, your your sir or ma'am. Goes back. I don't know this, but I can just think it through. It's fun to think through this. Mr. POS, as your counsel, this was brought onto my table. This offer is here. This can all go away very quickly and be managed. Here's, here's the worst case scenario and here's kind of a better case scenario. I say that you should take this as your legal counsel, who you're paying. In my head, I, I don't know, I don't know this at all, But the fantasy is, and it's kind of processed it and gone. This is probably how it actually happened, is no.
0: Narcissist.
1: You know, and I know, that I am innocent. Okay. And you know, Mm -hmm. and if you don't believe that, then blah, blah, blah. But you know, and I know, that I'm innocent. So, no on the plea bargain. I'm willing to take my risk with the 12 because... I know that I'm innocent. Narcissism. Narcissism. And so...
0: He's trying to gaslight the attorney. <laughs> his <own> everything, attorney.
1: <laughs> Well, everything has worked. Yeah. You know, that he hasn't been caught yet. Yeah. In, in his whole...
0: Yeah. Since
1: 2014. Everything... It's been an inconvenience.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's been some consequences, but it's... You're, you're saying we have a chance. Yeah. You know? So... Uh, <laughs> Somehow it went to a jury trial, and the jury trial, as you as you probably read, the, now we come back to. There's his not there. a
0: lot of the. When you sent me the link that I went to look up, honestly, it was the same article yeah. over and over and over. There's not a lot of information. It was that
1: 2014 updated, essentially.
0: Yeah, there just wasn't a lot of information on any of it. Yeah. So.
1: Um, he is. He is definitely. If you look up POS. Uh, I looked up P his name and O yeah. and an S. So his I, middle name's O.
0: Yeah, I looked up his full name uh, for those Matthew Zachary Spain for yep. those playing at home, and he it, it, it talks about his conviction, um, but and it doesn't. I mean, there's just not a lot. It's very. Yeah. It's not if, a lot of. Detail. If
1: you do, go to the Alabama Department of Corrections, that's where you get some more information. Ah, okay. And that is that was a kind of a aha moment. Um, Let me see if I can... Did I close everything? So jury trial happens, and uh, he is convicted of two... The rape? He's convicted of rape. Somehow not convicted of either strangulation or false imprisonment. I think it was false imprisonment. No, it was strangulation. That was no contest.
0: Meaning he doesn't admit that he did it, but but there's still...
1: He just didn't punishment. get convicted. Yeah, he didn't get. There was the jury could not find. Um, I thought I, no
0: contest means I'm not saying if I did it or not. Yeah, it. that wasn't
1: the right thing. That was the horrible legal no, statement it's okay. by me. I
0: thought that's a no. It's okay. <laughs> Dang it! It's all good. I watched Law and Order last oh, night. No, no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but regardless, yeah. he he's convicted. Convicted. Have, what is the sentence?
1: So his conviction and the the headline is. Uh, Alabaster man convicted of life. Con- Alabama man
0: sentenced, con- to, sentenced life. to
1: life for rape conviction. Something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you re- you drill down. That's a great headline. Yeah.
0: Um, life, life rape. Yeah. What?
1: So you drill down a little bit, maybe two paragraphs in, and there's a statement in there. And the way I read it was headline, big and bold. In the small print is. Is the addendum to the headline okay? That's the headline to bring you here, but it could also be how I read it was it could also, even though it's life, it could also be this
0: not life, not well because people, parole, yeah, whenever parole's on the table, it could be five. Like, again, you might get life, yeah, but then you come up for parole at whatever your window is, and then you could be granted parole. And it's if he's a model. Prisoner, yeah, he's you know, yep. whatever, all of that, and all, all
1: yeah. that stuff. So, um, I, and I,
0: you know, I believe in, in rehabilitation, I believe in education and prison system, I believe in all that stuff, but man, it's real tough. You hurt children, you hurt animals, you rape. I just, and it's you know, statistical
1: I just, that a narcissist, it, a male narcissist, there's very re-offend. little rehabilita- yeah, you, rehabilitation, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just it's ugh, it's so hard to to find where you are in things when it comes to
1: when it comes to you.
0: Not even me, but my fellow human being. When it comes to the fact of the matter, um, I weirdly I put rape as worse than murder in my mind. It seems.
1: I with murder, is, you can get away. You, the 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 well, victim with,
0: well murdered. That you the the victim isn't suffering the rest. Not of suffering. Their family yeah, certainly is. But them themselves. I mean, I know people who have been raped. I know people that have been kept for weekends and drugged and raped yeah. repeatedly and yeah. had to escape. I know these people. I know what it what it has done to them. You know, they're broken. fast forward twenty years, all the therapy in the world, they're still Can't part not take of that away. Never get back. Yep. Yeah. Um, and these some of these women are strong as hell, and a couple men. Yep, it's not just a girl thing. Yep. But um, right
1: there, I got you. Right in that part of your soul,
0: you'll never I have get it. it back. I have
1: it, and you yeah, will never get it back. Right. And so, that's the control. So that's
0: where that like weird thing of anyway, go well, on. So, uh, that's
1: that's a great closing statement for what you just said. Was was how you button that up with murder and, and rape and. Yeah, plea bargain and, happens, and he says no. Mm-mm, and he goes, it.
0: and and so they throw the book at yeah. him or whatever.
1: So I read the headline, uh, uh, life in prison, mm. and yet I read kind of the sub headline. It's like, hmm. so I sent an email to the DA in Alabama, and I said, and I they don't know who I am. They knew who I am peripherally, but yeah. not directly. Sure. I said, hi, my name is, and this is who I am, and this is why I'm I'm contacting you. Can you please explain something? I read the. The, uh, headline also read the body of the thing I'm a little confused it says life here but it says something I'm reading interpreting something else here she writes me a very simple Friday afternoon email and it is I'm not really sure how you're getting to that assumption but life in prison is life in prison he will not be available for parole he's in life like no parole. So
0: there's no parole. He got life without parole. So
1: yeah. Lily, so that was closure. That yeah. was
0: closure on that. But now there was still of of all that horrifying story. Yeah. There's it's still, still not over. Still one bit left.
1: So we get a phone call. Uh, Tori's. She is coming back. She is starting to have clarity, and she's starting to. It, it took a while for her to get off of the manipulation that she had been in. And mm-hmm. so it got it took a while for her to unlove and to unforgive him. And but when she finally did, then she crossed over and there was there was clarity, there was decision making and, and there was emotional spots, but it was it was a positive forward build. Um we get a phone call at uh at four in the morning, mm-hmm. uh January thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, and um and it's Tori and she's in hysterics and um and she said something's wrong with Lily. Um uh, and so we jump in the car, I have a little mini Cooper. Speeding I can get to her house in about five minutes. I I'm pretty sure I got there in about two minutes. Um and when we pulled in and turned the corner onto our street, there was three fire trucks, two ambulances, every single third shift cop and every single third shift sheriff. It was just a, a blaze of blue on the street. And so we um
0: Take your time.
1: Hadn't thought about uh, a couple of these these details in a while. Um, We pull in, and, you know, there's a cop kind of... It's four in the morning, so there's not a crowd. It's just internal. Uh, But now we're new to the scene, so um, they try to hold us back. And it's like, no, that's our daughter. We're going there. So they let us in. And Tori is sitting there in absolute shock. Um, they have Lily in the. Take
0: your time.
1: Uh, they have Lily in the ambulance and they are working on her. And um, while that's being done, there's police in Tori's house um, doing precursory uh, evidence gathering and uh, securing the scene and so they work on Lily in the ambulance for, I guess about, I think it's like 15, 10 or 15 minutes and then uh, the, the head, the, the sergeant on shift came up to us and said we're taking, we're going to Williamson Medical, uh, just jump in behind us and, and follow. How old is Lily? Lily is, um, she's born in September, so she's, what, six months? Uh, September, October, November, December, January. Five months. Uh, five months old. And um, so we follow the ambulance to Wayne's Medical and now, um,
0: just really quick, because yeah. you said secure the scene. And I think that's a it's a precaution that police officers, when a child is in jeopardy, yeah. they don't know what's going on. Yeah. They want to make sure there hasn't been some sort of abuse or whatever or foul play or whatnot. So yeah. they that's just part of the rigmarole. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: it, it's again, Susan, it's really, really interesting talking through this with you, because you just said a couple of key words that um, that. You just you you your processing right now is exactly where my head is. In, in that moment, but also currently, and that is the um securing of the scene as as police or as investigators, they have to take it any other time it's the presumed innocence with an with a person that has no voice. Right. Or has no Yeah, no voice. No
0: power. Um,
1: They have to go and approach it from this angle uh, and clear you. So they've got to... I don't think it's legally right. And I don't think legally it has a, a... I'm not sure how it is legally. But processing it, that's the only way that I can really, truly understand the processing is... Baby was alive. Baby's not alive. What happened to make baby not alive? So... This is an innocent child. Baby didn't provoke something. So now we've got to clear it back to innocence. And um, the trouble with that is by doing that, it makes everyone in line feel like a criminal. It makes Tori feel like she's a criminal and feels like at any moment the, the hand of the law is going to come down, and um,
0: and she's already not in a great state. she's not she's in a great state. She's just been through this entire right. Process. She's
1: just boiling to the surface yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. She's just starting to to become present. So and
0: you're all in this heightened. Beside the fact that somebody you love is hurting and is potentially going to die, you you all also have the eyes of. The law. The law.
1: You. Yeah. And so here's what the other unique aspect of, of this. Nothing's unique, but to us it's unique. The unique aspect of this is in in twenty minutes Tori went from being a a not def- what's the defender and a protector? No, uh, in legal you have oh, the defense uh, team and the prosecution. Yeah, she went from being on the prosecutory line to now being investigated and being defensive, having to be defensive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that that line of
0: what a mindfuck.
1: It's a mindfuck, and so as I I, I tend to yeah. in in crisis situation, part of it's being in the studio and having. Scenarios and and having systems in place where there's contingencies and so in a studio setting, you've got uh, you've got five thousand dollars on the floor of musicians, and you have a computer that goes down. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that's not unique. But how do you address it right. to keep momentum? You're going to have You're a little downtime. to stay clear
0: and calm. Yeah, my, like in the military, I, I really
1: do process things in in a crisis. In a very organized manner. I'll crash down here yeah, later. Later, but yeah. that's my that's my role. I I feel like I could do that really good.
0: It's a good father role.
1: Yeah, and and so um.
0: So they've got Lily in the ambulance. They have Lily in
1: the ambulance. We're going to take her to to Williamson Medical.
0: Are they letting uh, Tori also come to yeah, the hospital? Yeah, but they're not
1: letting her get in the the ambulance, so she has to ride with us. So it's Terry, because. Tori, and I, because the ambulance had. The two EMTs, and either the sergeant or the detective. And
0: that's to protect Lily, which, in the grand scheme of things, is understandable, but still a mess. It's
1: a mess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Because that,
0: there is a lot of really. I, I get it. Yeah. I I totally. Intellectually, understand it. it's understandable, but the the feeling that Tori must have been having, watching her baby be put into an ambulance and she can't be there with that baby, is well, beyond mind boggling. That,
1: that that whole mind fuck of being. From going from
0: you just put this asshole in jail, yeah. To, yeah.
1: And you've got Or washing footage. Well and also you now are domestic abuse. So you have the DA and you have the detectives who are now questioning you because they want to address this criminal that's in their county. And so you have her answering questions not not not, not um reluctantly talking to the law in terms of the domestic abuse. and But they, but and they, they treat you away.
0: as if you're... They, they just went
1: away. Oh. They just went poof.
0: What do you mean? Wait, I guess I'm confused. Yeah. At this point, in the moment, in let's the just moment. be stay in the moment yep. for a second, Lily's being worked on. Does it seem like there's been foul play or is that just protocol? It's protocol. Okay. Okay.
1: It's protocol. Got it. Um... They, um, yeah, so 420.
0: So the questions being asked of her are simply part of the yep. gist of baby is, Crisis something is, is wrong with baby. baby. There's a mother present. And this is what we do in those scenarios. And let's and address it, this. And this can just, all be taken care of. Okay, got here's it. Here's baby.
1: Right. Take care so of baby. So now
0: we're on the way to the hospital. Hospital, yeah. okay.
1: Um So we're on the way to the hospital. They work on it. We're in the waiting room. They work on here for another. Do they have
0: room. any idea what's wrong?
1: Um Tori woke up, and uh, she sleeps with Lily in their bed. Um, you know what? I'm not sure how much I want to. Okay. Um, no, no worries.
0: That's okay. I'm like, okay. no, to... There's a lot
1: sure. of stuff, but there's there's stuff that
0: something was wrong.
1: Something was wrong. She called. Um, yeah. So, uh, Tori woke up and and I think it was like a normal feeding time for for Tori and and Lily, and and saw that there was um, uh, foam Mm. around her mouth Mm -hmm. and that she was unresponsive okay so she instantly called 911 they talked her through a couple things she tried to do some she did some compression chest compression Mm. um, hung up called us ambulance shows up police show up first responders show up they had just gotten Lily in the ambulance we show up Now we are now going to the ER. Right. We go to ER and they continue to work on her. We're in the waiting room. Um, Triage nurse comes in, gives us just an update of we're doing everything we can. Um, And quite honestly, I I know I don't look at my clock, but I know I have a sense of time and I know that this is not going to turn out well um, because they had her at, they had her at the house in aimless for 15 minutes. They can't stabilize her, so they're getting it's just it's the timing the, yeah. the timing of everything and the timeline. So um, so she uh, she's pronounced dead at like God. 440 or something like that. Um, and then and then Kind of all right now presently fast forward to now we're all just kind of trying to wake up from it if you're playing along at home and you have paid attention to the pos chapters huh. you can you can equate them to what did he do he was already in prison he was already in jail he was waiting he was in in a holding day and so um, not to give him a pass but the pass is that not the pass but the um, the talking point is that he had nothing to do with with Lily's passing Lily um, the the corner report came back and it was SIDS
0: yeah
1: Uh, just plain and simple they couldn't
0: it happens all
1: foul play was was off the table yeah and um the I said it earlier but and I forgot so I just left it right there The um, POS as much as I have disdain in my heart for this person and and mm-hmm. his involvement in just another aspect of shit is I don't wish this on anybody
0: no of course not
1: and and this is a person who absolutely wanted this guy to here let me let me, let me give a you a push is, yeah no to, let me give you a push over the bridge sure. jump please jump
0: yeah but that's that's not an innocent yeah that's somebody that's you know repetitively been a dick you know but
1: but a, still and
0: no no parent no matter how horrible the parent is to lose a child is from what i understand i can't quite possibly wrap my head around it but from what i understand of it it just shouldn't happen. It's just not the normal way of things. Mm-hmm. Parents die, children grow, children have children. They become the parent. They die. Of children, you know, yeah. it's not supposed to be that the children die.
1: Yep. Just as as this is kind of an end piece there, uh, because everything goes away. Everything went away when he was in Alabama. Um, the the closure there is that. He had to have. He had to have the the warden, or the sheriff. It wasn't even in prison yet. He had to have the the sheriff, come into his to his holding cell, and and, tell, and him. tell him that
0: it's probably worse than life imprisonment, even to a narcissist.
1: I want so badly to find joy in that, and I can't. Yeah. Um, there's something I could play. It's with. very
0: human of you to want to find that pleasure in his pain, but it's at the expense of Lily. The, and yeah. so you can't. Yeah. Because you're a human being. So, and I would also argue that as much as you can find hatred toward someone, unless you give into that hate fully and become hateful yourself, you will always still have a part of you that is compassionate.
1: Yeah,
0: and and you won't lose that. You know what I mean. So that compassion supersedes the grandiosity—is that a word? The the grand grandiosity, grandiosity. There, the grandiosity of the the feeling of hatred toward this other person. That other Lily had nothing to do with it. Do with she that. was just an innocent person that yeah. came into the world
1: in and, a fucked up situation. But yes. still,
0: and she was the tie that bound these two people, and she would have. You know, depending on your belief system, you know, and maybe that was her her journey. I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know how the universe works.
1: Well, here's how the universe works for me is P.O.S. Tori. Yeah. Lily. Yeah. Lily's gone. Guess what?
0: No more. Yeah. There's no connector. There's no connector, which is like it's 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 hard to say that to wrap your head around what that means. But, you know,
1: yeah. There's there's a sense of there's, closure right there yeah. in that relationship. And it's a mess.
0: It's a mess, and it's there's no still no getting around it. It's yeah. just a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. Um, you know, wherever she is, which I believe she would be everywhere yep. because that's my belief system, yep. is that she is now a part of all things. So it won't help Tori any, because no parent should lose a child. You almost lost your child mm-hmm. to that man. Because that was the road it was going down, by the way. Yeah. In all likelihood, she wouldn't have survived. He would have kept escalating. Yeah. And one of them or both of them would have had to go.
1: So here's the, here's the, the, one of the things that, as I've been trying to be a father, be a husband, be present, work through my emotions... Be in, under a really dark cloud for a while. One of the um. But you
0: stayed sober, by the way. I'd like to acknowledge that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: Did you not? No, I did. Well, that's I did. a hell of. I mean, that's. It, it is. I'd like it to is. acknowledge that. That's a huge deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Because a lot of people wouldn't have. So.
1: Yeah. You know. I would have gotten a pass too because of it.
0: Pass or no pass, you didn't. Yeah. You know, you didn't do it, so. Yeah. David Hall, what a story. <laughs> what an experience. I really appreciate your candor and coming on the show and talking about Thank everything.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I said this coming in, I, I really didn't. I started to get a little bit of, of anxiousness about this, but it calmed me because we have a relationship. We have a friendship that is one of those kind of special, like we won't talk for six months. Or a year, and then one of us will pop, and yeah. and it's good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're good, and then moving on again. Yeah. So it was comfortable, but but also, um, we've we've just gone through so much that um, there's some things that just couldn't be avoided. Just can't be avoided. It's just life. But there's also some things that that can be avoided. And I don't know if I addressed any of the, any of the uh, solutions in, well, in this.
0: Some things don't need solutions. Sometimes a story just needs to be told and you just have to get out of its way. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of information and going into this with you coming over here, you know, I read about him and what he was incarcerated for. And I knew that Lily had passed. But I didn't know any of the details, yeah. and um, you know, just to meet you where you are and to hear hear the story of it all unfold, there are going to be people listening. That this is going to change their life because they're going to hopefully get out of something yeah. that's hurtful to them, and so that's humongous, and that's that's the beauty and the gift that Lily leaves. That's the beauty and the gift that you know Tori's experience with him. And that's the gift and the beauty of the fact that you are willing to be here and to be honest and vulnerable and and all that. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Is this Is when we say goodbye? It is. Yeah. We can. Let's, let's just keep it on. Okay.
0: So. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank I you really for like listening. These. And as always, I'll put links on HeyHumanPodcast.com for... Um, for all sorts of things that we've talked about, books and music and, and all that good stuff, but most especially, I'm gonna put some stuff on there about how to get out of um, a bad situation. So if you or someone you love is being hurt or you suspect that there's something going on that is not not good, um, those numbers will be there um, for you to reach out to, okay? Be good to yourselves, lots of love. Bye-bye. Thanks.